Boom, boom, bam, bam, Bangkok, Evan Teague in this mud up bleeping bitch. Um, three questions for Evan, three questions for Bam. First time set up at the Bangkok spot. Let's get it. Evan, um, all right, let's just jump into it. Um, what business would you start if you had to start over as a solopreneur slash freelancer? Like, what would you if you had to start all over again. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, I think the easiest transition from employee, especially if you have a skill set, is just services. So like, let's say you're working for a firm and um, you know, it's finance and you're doing some wealth planning or marketing for wealth planners, or let's say working for Amazon as an e-commerce expert or whatever, right? Like specifically, um, or a copywriter, designer for a big brand, whatever. If you have experience, you have a job, you have a career already, and you're looking to transition into entrepreneurship, I really think that the easiest bridge is to start some service business of your own not to mm-hmm. say that it's going to be easy um but it'll be worth it if you want a little bit more time freedom and you want to learn how to sell the skill out in the open market by yourself and develop processes to do so and skill sets and marketing skills that come with that process as well mm-hmm. um you can start out and just start making you know 500 thousand bucks two thousand bucks whatever per month and then eventually once you get to the American standard level of income, right, with just at least all your living expenses, you know, three, four grand, five grand, then you can pretty much quit your first job and then start to do the whole thing full time and scale that up with your time, your energy, your skills, your investment capital that you might have. And um, yeah, I would say like an add on to that would be pick a niche and pick a skill set that you're going to sell to that niche. And when you're thinking about niches, you should probably think rather than just like, oh, these guys are, um, you know, running a SaaS business or these guys are e-commerce entrepreneurs, whatever. You should think more about that industry, but inside a niche is usually defined by people's common pain points and struggles and the Mm -hmm. things that they're looking for in their life to achieve. And the more that you can help with those, the more you can tie a core messaging around um, delivering that to them and Mm -hmm. speaking to them, taking their direct pain points from the research you do up front Mm -hmm. and then giving them that, um, that back in the messaging that you're selling them with and overcoming those obstacles um, with and for them, mm. and then learning the sales closing process. Yep. So that's what I would say. Boom, take your skills, find a niche within a niche, build yourself as the expert, and yeah, that's the that's the transition from the from the corporate sales into solopreneurship slash be your own boss. Evan's been doing that for the past eight years with copywriting, now you got your own successful business. Boom, we can uh, we oh. get into more of that in a second. All right. Um, Evan, do you have a question for Bam? Yeah. Um, bro, what are <laughs> three of your biggest takeaways from your first almost uh, almost year living and working abroad? Almost a year. Yeah. Three biggest takeaways? That's a good question. That's a good question. Because it's, it's, there, there's like key points, but I think the biggest thing is like, the thing I, I most realized for sure, like without a doubt is what is actually possible what actually exists. Like, Anything is possible! Literally, literally that, because you have no idea up until the moment you, you know, you, you come out your little circle, bubble, whatever you want to call it, and you take a step outside and you're like, wow, okay, hold on a minute. Like, this is what I knew, but this is what's real. This, this also exists, and I'm sure there's like a thousand fucking million things I don't know either, but it's just the most surreal thing. I couldn't give you three specific takeaways, but I mean, but you have to, bro. That was the question. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. Nah, like, yeah. I mean, mine was like, yeah. How about just like, how was your first year as a digital nomad? Yeah. 
It's um, just <coughs> incredibly surreal if you haven't plugged my tic the TikTok, my my Instagram reel. Oh yeah. The most surreal thing. Watch his twenty twenty two highlight. It's just incredible. Link below or link yeah. Link somebody somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. in the video. It's just Maybe. the most surreal thing. Because like we did all these things. Like one hundred percent just a thanks to these guys for sure. The most incredible thing. Like I had no idea. Like what was what existed if if you didn't open the door so like genuine appreciation i can say it a thousand times you'll never understand how much i actually mean it but the reality is like we did all these things and i'm so glad like i just keep everything i'm so glad i keep everything that i pretty much shoot and and just have because as i was going through it i didn't even i didn't even open like 99% of what was shot. That was just like- Oh, you mean things. from that? From the highlight reel? Yeah, yeah, there's loads of stuff that I wanted to put in. Oh like, yeah. There's no way I can right. get this in. It's too short. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like, if I, I wanted to make sure it kind of fit within like a minute, it could, it can be one minute 30, but I was just like, without pushing it too far. But I was just thinking to myself, like, as I went through it, like genuinely my face, my mouth, end to end, I was just like, ah, this Jeez. is amazing. I can't yeah. believe we did this. It just yeah, yeah, this was, this year was a blast off. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so surreal. All right, question for me, Evan. Yeah, so <clears throat> what are your thoughts on AI affecting business in 23 and beyond? Thank you. Um, Let's go. No, yeah, it's um. I've been going down the Chat GPT wormhole past couple weeks, oh, yeah. as a lot of us have. Yeah. If you have, leave a robot emoji down below. Um, yeah. and if you're watching this far, you probably like this video. Like the freaking video for the algorithm, which we got to get these views up, bros. Need it for the Um, but uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. It's like uh, it's like um, it's like Google 2.0. It's like cell phones 2.0 it's it seems like um it's the next kind of evolution but i mean we, we've all kind of known this is ai is coming robots are coming i mean i've been following ray kurzweil in the singularities since 2012 on youtube i started following that stuff on yeah, getting on into it in 2012 yeah. so i'm 10 years in to the ai um exponential technology uh, guys on youtube I'm 10 years into this and 2023 and, but chat GPT is like the first, yeah, big mainstream thing. That's like blowing minds. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get that please. Thank you. And then, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, obviously like at some point in the future, it's, we're going to have like our Tesla bot is going to go get the door for us right then. Yeah. And then it's going to have chat GPT version 10.0 built into it and we're gonna be able to say and it's gonna be able to walk i mean tesla just unveiled a freaking yeah. tesla bot just out of nowhere, it's gonna yeah. all combine just and so it's gonna be similar. humanoids c3po servants yeah. walking around i mean it's just mind-blowing and then all of the taxis are going to be automated um but for for business like what how i think of chat gpt right now and there has been other ai copywriting tools forever but it's like it's almost like you have an extra VA or your VA has a, a team of VA. So whatever they're doing, like low, not like the highest level writing or work, but they can like copy and paste stuff at scale way faster with these type of things. It's kind of like, you know, the new version of Google search. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts? That's one of my questions for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts right now, specifically in the copywriting space that you're in? Yeah. So obviously in my opinion, this is going to be a giant tidal wave of like industry change fundamentally 
and I think it's inevitable. And I think that anybody who tries to fight against it or rub, a, rub up against it, outsmart it, whatever, is just going to get priced out as a commodity over time anyway. I don't think there's like no hope or whatever. I just think that we need to work on integrating these things as we already kind of have started yeah. as fast as humanly possible because this is going to continue to grow exponentially over the number of years in the future. Yeah. And it's already able to spit out rudimentary, rudimentary sales copy and email and cold pitches and like sales letters and things like that that are like not bad, like not great. And obviously it comes from a computer, but yeah. fundamentally it's like, the base tenets of a copy are already there when you give it a very direct and specific prompt, which is pretty mind blowing. And I think that a lot more clients and people and businesses are going to start using this on their own, experimenting with it and integrating it with it anyways. So I think that's for sales copywriters, content bloggers, people like that, SEO guys, they're either going to like get priced out or, or become more obscure and irrelevant as a, as an effect of this, you know, bursting on the scene, like a little side note, like it took, six days to get a million users and like yeah, yeah. And netflix it was literally like 41 months if i recall correctly and instagram was over a year yeah so six okay. days for a million users <laughs> and growing exponentially um i think that most people are going to become a commodity if they're just writing same level basic sales copy or content mm -hmm. or blogging of course google's trying to ding it and whatnot but then they just came <laughs> up with the new out, uh, update for like spammy content and they want you know mainly they want user intent to be reflected in the content whether it's ai or not so Obviously, they're, even Google and the big search algos are, have to, are going to have to integrate and adapt with and to this. So, yeah, that's kind of my outlook on this. My other thing that I would say, the last part of it, is that we're going to have to up-level our skill stacks inevitably anyways. So this is a great time for shifting and pivoting and adapting because right now, if you're just providing words to clients, they can almost already do that themselves at a base level for free with a prompt automatically in five seconds. How, how different is what it produces. I mean, I'm, I'm not too familiar with copywriting, but how different is what ChatGPT produces compared to what you produce? Yeah, I would say at, at present, the ChatGPT can spit out like base level, been writing for six months a year, copywriter noobs okay. level for sure that's, easily. So that's pretty yeah. good, six months. Yeah, like. yeah, but like even if you give it more direct prompts, I've been playing with this too, obviously, yeah, like yeah, you get yeah. more direct prompts, very specific <laughs> actions that you want it to replicate and you know produce, it's, better than that like it's like mid-level copywriters and whatnot they cannot do yet like super engaging storytelling yeah. sales copywriting pain yeah. points benefits ups, you know upsells and, and the guarantee and the, the angles and hooks and all that super well yet but that's coming i'm very confident in that <laughs> and same mm -hmm. with you know very sharp response for user intent content on on the internet yeah that's already coming that's already here so yeah i mean it's already rudimentary like sales copy level. Deep fakes, that's yeah. what I'm worried about. So now we have the same question for you. What are your thoughts on uh, that? You know what, do you know what I love about chat, not even just chat GPT or AI in general, I've been reading about it so much, but like what I realized recently is we, everyone expected AI, like we all knew AI was coming, mm. but we expected it to kind of take over the whole like, you know, mathematical like wordplay. But the first thing it kind of attacked or really took over was art. Which yeah, is right. Like, who expected that? He's like, oh yeah, AI art. That's going to be the first thing mm -hmm. that hits. But it's been point, global. Yeah. It's gone crazy. Right. But mm -hmm. my concern, I say, it is a concern. It is a real concern. Not not for my job in any sense of the word. I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, I feel like as soon as this stuff gets becomes more tangible and usable, I want to use it. I, it's just going to make it easier for me. Yeah. It's going to make it faster. It's going to make it cleaner. And you know, it's like farming 
farming before we had technology and like all these machines, they've kind of gone on you know, their own way. And now there's less farmers, but we can still produce more than enough because we have this technology. And people aren't like, oh, I want my farming job, job back. Like, no one, no yeah. one says that. Yeah. It's, it, it just moves on and we progress. But right. I, I think the biggest concern is going to be like, it's not just, you know, we have bots on Instagram. What about when we have like deep fakes? You know, when you have like a picture of somebody, like put enough pictures together, you make a video, you make a video of uh, Elon Musk saying something. I mean, there's been videos. Yeah, right? there's already videos like out like Donald that. Donald Trump, the president, Biden, yeah. people yes. saying, what if it starts war? What if these deep fakes look so real that it causes issues and problems or manipulates markets or manipulates yeah. people's yeah. thought processes, which it probably already does. And we have no idea. Yeah, levels. We'll have to to get the proof. You will have to meet up in person. You're like, screw all video meetings. Maybe it brings all all of us together. Kumbaya. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Or but yeah, like stuff. when you extrapolate it out, like with the, you connect the chat GPT and the deep fake technology, and what we can already do by typing in, hey, I want an image with, with Bam and Evan with the flower and drinking Starbucks. Yeah, you'll be able to. I was thinking about this at some point in the future, just talk, explain a script or a movie or a scene and it will just make it. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, Hey, I want a scene where, uh, Evan and Bam are wrestling jujitsu, uh, in the middle of my penthouse. Uh, mm -hmm. and then we just like take a picture of the penthouse picture yeah. of both of you and then it will spit it out in avatar level graphics, <laughs> just like wrestling on top of my DJ deck. I like, really little, don't think that's that, Little that's did that's you know, cool. we were actually rolling jujitsu right here and just filming it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I don't think it's that far away now. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you, it's just put images together with movement, put it together, yeah. 24 frames, you got a video, yeah. Yeah. add a bit of audio, which it already can do, like, how are you going to know? I mean, the only thing I was thinking was maybe blockchain, like you associate uh, certain things to blockchain so you know it's legit. Yeah, so real, not a defect. Yeah. yeah, the defect thing is going to be interesting. And then, I mean, let's just say, let's like, you know, let's say they could they could have made Avatar just by talking to an AI and it just yeah. like does. Telling like, I guess you still got to write the script and the characters and everything. So yeah. they could just make Avatar faster and cheaper. Is that good or bad? Like, who knows? Crazy. But anyway, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, computing. All right. Yeah, anyway, hashtag strange times. Hashtag um, times. Evan, what, are, um, what is the secret to success as a digital solopreneur? Mm. I mean, I don't think there's one secret, man. I think, like, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting time because for me personally, this last year turnkey you make a million dollars yeah you literally <laughs> just you should just wake up and then like you should have a million dollars in your bank like the like, <laughs> same, same day you what start what do you do the day before yeah like just the day manifest before, it, just get bro. a good night's rest and like just play this youtube video yeah. when you sleep it's I'm like manifesting millions you listen to up. les brown on repeat and grant cardone and then wake up and you should be rich i don't know if it you didn't work for you, that's what i did you start doing the right thing <laughs> if it didn't work for you you gotta then. upgrade to the advanced course dude. yeah of course upsell like to twenty thousand dollars courses but um no man i don't think I think it's an interesting time for me, like 2022 and the end of 21 was a good time to shift from just me being direct response copywriter and selling to clients and doing my stuff. Like I do the marketing and the sales process and closing them and work on that and edit and turn in. Used to do everything and every, all, all things at once. But I've been shifting obviously into using you know, higher talent, you know, people that I manage, people that I like take care of and who are like A players and very high leverage uh, players on the team so I can keep it small and potent. Um, so I think like, before I got to that point, I guess 
There were a few different things like obviously getting a marketing process and lead generation system consistent so you can get clients in the door. If you're a solopreneur for service businesses at least, um, so many more business models and industries obviously to play with, but getting a sales process down and a call script and a, like a, a fitted, you know, unique positioning that you have to like close clients that are relevant in your niche and then screen out the ones who aren't obviously mm -hmm. disqualify more than you qualify. Um, and then of course, like getting the nice branding and, and packaging stru uh, structure set up and pricing and the offer. And then, you know, a nice personal brand as well that goes on with that. I mean, that has to be clean as you start out, you know, if you're going to, if you're brand new at this, you want to obviously delete all the old stuff that you've just been carelessly posting for the last decade that makes you look bad or it just like puts you in a bad light or is just unnecessary. It doesn't help you delete all that, clean up your socials, start getting, you know, a nice LinkedIn profile going ideally with mm -hmm. recommendations from clients or people that, you know, you trust and who are, who you've provided value to in some way, at least if you're starting, maybe you don't have a portfolio, whatever you need to get, gather all the social proof and testimonials and, and other people, you know, vouching for you as you can, and then pump that on like, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, primarily, maybe some Instagram, depending on what you're doing, TikTok, whatever. Um, make sure your personal brand is clean and like sharp and like, you know, it shows and demonstrates what you do and who you are. It shows a little bit of fun, but it shows a little bit of work and shows a little bit of balance and people can get, get a feel whether they mm -hmm. want to work for you or not, or mm -hmm. work with you rather. Build the trust. Yeah, building yeah. trust. So those are probably the biggest main keys. And then obviously just consistency and processes, like doing the same thing every day if it's getting results and stop doing the stuff that doesn't get results. Sounds very simple and high level, but it's true. It's cliche, but you need to you know, do something every single day or do a handful of somethings every single day and measure those results from those things that you're doing. And then whether they're working or not, which ones you can tweak, how you can test your approaches against your current one, kind of like in copy when you have like a control and you're trying to beat it with new variables, same concept. So yeah, that's the handful of skills that you need and most important things. And that's all, that's the, that's the small yep. secret to success. Just that, just do all that. Yeah, just, we'll, just do all uh, that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it only takes a few hours and like, yeah. you'll be, you'll be making yeah, like 10K. Yeah, you should be. Build that social yeah. media in like um, a couple of days. No, yeah, build your social medias. <clears throat> I mean, we live in the, a this is the age of the, of the influencer, you know? And so that's where everything is going. So build up your personal brand. I always tell guys when they ask me, where should I start? All right, so like freelancing slash, um, a remote job that's the easiest way to start working from wherever have this location freedom schedule freedom remote closing lots of guys are starting to do that so be a sales closer for someone like evan someone like me someone with a course yeah. i have other videos on that um and then on the side always build up your personal brand on your on your linkedin on your youtube as a thought leader as an expert in the uh in the space just yeah. and so um and so oh yeah if you watch this far join the discord message me on uh instagram if you are building a service-based business or any side of a uh, sort of uh, remote business i'm building a discord for uh remote entrepreneurs in southeast asia check it out and if you haven't liked the mo button you should probably like that um Smash all right that like button because it's like that so you've got the discord is like is actually really good for anyone who wants to join like it has so many. I mean, are you in the Discord? Uh, I'm not. Ben, yeah, I got Ben in yesterday. Get in the Discord. you get get out of here. Yeah, sorry, bro. Ben got in yesterday. No, it's it is, um, it is so good. Like because yeah. there's so many people from all Community. over the world. Like anywhere you go, especially if you're new. Just I'm, I'm just putting oh, yeah. in Discord it's, because uh, I know it's sick. <laughs> it's the future, dude. It's so cool. Um, that that whole platform is fucking yeah, dope. So good. Um, 
Bam, how do you compare living in UK versus Thailand? Oh, you can't compare, man. <laughs> there is no comparison because it's so unbelievably different. And I mean, it's, I guess it's easy for me to say because I got plotted into a whole new world where everything is just mentally insane. But mentally insane. The UK is just is men mentally insane. Oh, but the thing is, like, once you come into... if if I don't know how it would be if I didn't basically start from where, like with you guys and how, whatever level, whatever level that is, I couldn't even explain it, but like, I don't know how it would be the alternative because maybe it'd be quite similar, just hotter, like just a hotter like environment, everyone's Asian, but besides that, <laughs> it's basically like, because Thailand's quite westernized, as, as a place goes, it's quite westernized, I mean, you know, there's loads of things that aren't westernized, but it, you can easily live here. You can easily have like a completely normal lifestyle, order food, taxis, everything. Definitely cheaper for sure, like comparison is non-existent. But if you're gonna compare the UK as a place, like Thai people are so much happier. Yeah. Way mm. happier, just yeah. generally more <laughs> friendly, more willing to say hello. Um, I love the UK though, I'm not even trying to hate, but there is such a big difference because weather makes a huge difference. Weather mm -hmm. makes a massive impact. I have no idea what it's like, but yeah, it's comparison, I, I genuinely believe anyone who isn't, his, who's just even a little bit open-minded, they could easily move to Thailand and be like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. This is not mm -hmm. a issue for me. The only thing for me would be family and friends, for sure. Mm -hmm. If they lived here, what's the UK mean? Yeah. yeah. Let's take a, a two-minute break and turn that light back on. Five minutes later. All right. Quick have you got one more question for moi? Yeah. So I was going to say, what are, your, what are a few of your biggest takeaways for service business operation and scaling in 22? Woo! Woo! Um, yeah, so takeaways, so... Uh, my agency kind of hit this plateau around like 50k um, MRR and so there's many things many businesses agencies um, all sorts of businesses have these quote-unquote plateaus how do you scale the next level yeah. many things I just had a meeting today just did some huge whiteboard uh, planning strategy strategizing and um, you know in digital marketing in general and in marketing it's test 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 keeps what's best yeah. um freaking be better do better try more things and so um any sort of business comes with uh, having a good team how are you standing out from the competition um and then also just like seeing the trends like what's what's working out there with with b2b yeah. You know, is it LinkedIn? So I've got to double down with LinkedIn. Is it, uh, is it TikTok? Is it Google? So just staying in, in tap with the trends uh, with any business and, and getting on that stuff. Staying in tap with the trends in terms of like marketing and how you're getting out there and finding clients or just yeah. in general? Yeah, like for example, there's probably, you know, opportunity with TikTok. I'm not even on there. Oh, wow. um, you know, my first impression would be, oh, B2B, B2B is not on TikTok, <laughs> uh, but it, it probably is. Yes. Yeah, I just had a guy in the Discord. He's a LinkedIn specialist, and he hits me up. He's like, "Why are you not posting daily on LinkedIn?" I should be, right? I have all this video content, and um, I also want to grow. So my kind of plan for this year: grow on YouTube, more high-quality tutorials about Amazon stuff, targeting, 
businesses, brands, companies, um, and then also put those kind of mini courses, free video mini courses on LinkedIn, and then kind of have the value ladder, maybe a free ebook, mm-hmm. and then maybe a low ticket, um, you know, kind of package digital product checklist, templates, everything to help brands grow on Amazon. And then it goes up to your, uh, your core done for you service. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Crazy. Let's see. Yeah. I got questions, man. I got questions. I got right. questions for both of you. And because like, obviously my, my perspective is going to be slightly different because I, you guys are doing a lot longer than me, but my biggest one is oh, something that I'm really interested in is what was the most difficult thing for both of you? I mean, mm what was the like you know what this thing like uh, you know I'm sure there's <coughs> many but was there like anything specific that like wow i this is one hell of a hurdle this is one hell of a challenge mm. i mean in the very beginning just to a refresh like you can go back and watch these podcasts we did me and evan did the first podcast on hoverboard yeah, in yeah, the Times square of that was it Saigon, that was the hardest Vietnam. thing we've ever Saigon. done in entrepreneurship and we were <laughs> making those. like a thousand to two thousand dollar a month profit yeah. evan's apartment was like 200 a month my apartment was 200 a month and that was our first two to three years yeah as just aspiring digital nomads solopreneurs entrepreneurs whatever you want to call it yeah. just like the freedom to be our own boss and live this digital my life like that was for the first three years, we were making like, like low, nothing, you know, getting by money for sure. And now we're living in big places and we can travel wherever. Um, and, and you will get to that spot, but doesn't always happen overnight. And so that was, that's a fucking, that's a hurdle. That's a big you, old it, hurdle. And, and some hurdle, level man. it's, that can be really <laughs> stressful. But yeah. as I mentioned in the, podcast before there's levels to success and just being able to be out in this tropical place is a level of success on into its own and so like people say like what's uh isn't it like uh you know stressful running all these you know things i'm like stressful having a nine to five is stressful dude yeah. like reporting your boss is stressful like i would rather be and you got to ask yourself would you rather would you rather be making 2000 a month profit and be able to live in thailand on the tropics you're going to be living in a very basic room and be you know eating a lot of you know pad thai and fried rice but and you know you're going to get more successful of course cuz you believe in yourself and that's why we're choosing this path or would you rather make 5k a month that's like average 60k a year and and work a 9 to 5 in an office so yeah and you're not pocketing any of that and you're not you don't have control or freedom of your life and yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. The more we make, the more outflows. Yeah, exactly. And this goes with, everyone knows this. That's lifestyle why most creep. of America is paycheck to paycheck anyway. Yeah. And lifestyle creep and happens in my life too, <laughs> all of our lives. The more we make, the more we outflow. And so, you know, it's all it's all relative. But the, the purpose of it is we chose to do, do our own thing, be our own boss. And also we are travel-minded we love travel love like having sun as you mentioned the weather is just a huge thing um and so you know that's why people in in the u.s the uk they retire and they go to arizona where it's like yeah that's what that's what people do when they're like finished they're like finally we can go live half the year in a sunny place yeah we we do that in a sunny place you know 11 months of the year yeah and so, yeah, what would you say to that question? Dude, yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because honestly, that would be my exact same answer. 
Yeah. Like literally just getting over the initial hurdle of sucking and being a noob. Okay. And like, like <laughs> it's hard, bro, because most people that will weed 90 plus percent of people out and they will quit. And that's part of the reason why we have these super high business failure statistics is because most people quit or they don't adapt fast enough or they keep trying stuff that doesn't work and da da da. So yeah, I mean, honestly, for the first several years for me, like the money slog, like just going through the mud and just not having enough, like having barely enough for this and next month, maybe. And then like sweating, you know, getting to the next month and being like, do I have enough for next month? And that, that's like terrible. But it's like, A, you're building character. B, you're building discipline for the times that it becomes, you know, even easier. Like Charlie Munger says, like, yeah. you know, maybe you don't get fast success up front, but you're building discipline for those times. So you know how to not, you know, screw it up when you do get successful or you hit a wave, plateau, burst through, right? So, yeah, like for me, I had to actually work on unwiring my subconscious beliefs about money yeah and the abundance of it and the availability of it literally everywhere and you're just your ability to go chase it and yeah. attract it and build it and manifest it it sounds all woo woo but a lot of this stuff is very subconscious and deep and programming familial lineages and teachers and schools and you know upbringing and social class and whatever so for me i was unlearning a lot of that once i was able to get to that subconscious level of like you know unlearning bullshit, i was able to pick up better keys that serve me you know, with more prosperity, obviously, like just fundamental concepts. And then that's kind of the soft side. But then the hard side, hard skills is like actually learning how to write, you know, track a PL and then like do it for your business and do it for your personal and your budgets and like work on, you know, there's three tenets of keeping money, right? Is like, you know, earning it first and keeping it and then, you know, multiplying it and growing it, right? So you have to learn how to earn it in terms of like marketing, sales, closing, you know, getting the funnels down, whatever, selling a service or a product, and you have to work on keeping it instead of blowing it you know, all or reinvesting too much that you don't have, or maybe like putting too much of a big bet up on, you know, let's say like what I did with my first Amazon shipment, I just plunked my net worth into my shipment. I was like, this is gonna work because it's inevitable because success. Yeah. And it was just like so success, naive. Because FBA, dude. Yeah, because FBA and e-commerce. So like this Everybody is the wave wins. and you just, Everybody you put your money here. And, There's no way you can lose in this. Yeah, but I went all in, you know, and I just, that was like, okay, that was great, but it was way too much because then I just didn't cash flow for a long time. Obviously, inevitable business challenges happened. My my inventory was floating in the cloud for, you know, months on end. I was banging the phones on Amazon. You remember this? Dude, I remember your uh, wheel chocks, dude. Yeah, the wheel chocks. <laughs> I was like sweating about, you know, going for some cafe coffee and some lunch with him or something in Saigon, yeah, yeah. spending 10 bucks. You know, I was it was bad. It was very bad. Wait, wheel, wheel, wheel chocks? Yeah, like these chocks that like back up against the tires so you can put oh, it up and jack like up your car. They're like triangle bricks that you put behind your car when yeah, you park right. on a like hill. Like made of rubber. Oh, okay. Because so I'm, I'm like back. big car guy, right? So I used to use these products. So that was the first niche that I kind of went into. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. did that and I yeah, spent basically all the money that I had. Yeah. But anyways. Like, like your first product or like yeah, one of them? Yeah, first product uh, on, on Amazon, yeah. And it worked super well, actually, when the inventory started hitting, it started selling like three, 500 bucks a day. And it was like yeah. more money than I'd ever had. And I was just like so happy with that. But even then, I didn't know how to manage it. So it just all outflowed. Out, out mm. And so, yeah, anyways. And then obviously, when you have a little bit more excess after you've earned and kept it, then you have to grow it. So you have to put it into like back into your business. You know, Danny always says cash is gasoline, right? Mm. So cash is gas for your business. You pump it back onto the fire that you have burning on your primary income. Secondarily, you're going to put money into passive assets like stocks, crypto, real estate, whatever. And so, but those should be like a distant second or third after you have your primary business, you know, mm -hmm. centered and then maybe a second income. So those are all hard won lessons. And um, yeah, just to wrap that up, I would say the end of that, like, this is not to brag at all. Obviously, this is just for my own personal reflection and context is like, I used to spend $200 on a, an apartment, right, a month. And that was kind of a lot for me because I was like, well, you know, every month and motorbiking, gym and 
And then now, like when I sit down to write copy, my hourly rate is $1,000 an hour. So I don't charge by the hour. But like if I get a project for five grand, 10 grand, 12 grand, whatever, and I'm working on it myself and or I'm using my writers to like leverage that and then copy chief the whole thing, I'm obviously measuring every single time that I, every single second that I put down on the actual project. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> if it's 5K, eight grand, whatever, and I spend, you know, five or less hours, obviously, then I'm making $1,000, you know, net off that per hour. And I'm not doing that like every single day. I'm not making, you know, whatever, $16,000 a day mm -hmm. by any means. But oh, I'm just yeah. saying that when I get a project, you know, that's what I'm sitting down and earning off of that project. And so I, I was going through my yearly review in, in anticipation. I do the same thing every year. And there were some years where I made 15 grand, <laughs> like mm. crazy, yeah, terrible scarcity. Days, yeah. But then there's like last year and the year before, there's been several months where I make 15 grand net. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you don't keep track of those bases, you're gonna lose the sight of where you, how far you've come. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest motivators to me because sometimes personally, I, this is a personal issue, but I feel, oh, I'm not doing enough, not working fast enough, working hard enough, and I don't yeah, have yeah. the right people. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm set a very high standard for myself all the time. So I get kind of discouraged sometimes until I start looking back at how far I've come. So See, that's the thing, like what you just said, where people, uh, most people would be like, well, I deserve a day off. Like that's the average person's mentality. Well, I've yeah. worked really hard. I deserve a day off. But the people like generally successful individuals would always like, it's more a case of you're doing a lot but you still feel like you haven't done enough. And yeah, that's it's like being swallorexic, like when you're a super jacked dude and you look in the mirror and you think you're all skinny and small, so you go yeah. eat more protein and rice. It's like, dude, you're already jacked. Just, that's me. Bro. But you don't want to relax because you want to like, obviously you want to keep pushing, but it's kind of like, yeah, you're right. It's like a mind yeah. meld there. What's the, what's the reason why? Because... Standards, I think. I mean, not just for that. I mean, like taking that initial step, being like, this is what I'm going to commit to. Because <clears throat> for you guys, it wasn't even a, like a... A gradual thing in the sense of um, you know what I'm gonna start building this business from the ground you you left your country yeah. went to a seminar and decided like yeah we're gonna stick it out here that was that's not gradual that's like okay yeah. cool let's 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 jump into a volcano figure out if we can survive yeah we went to the Church of Digital Nomad Cult. We swore our allegiance. <laughs> Got put uh, into the blood of Thailand I mean, yeah. for the Wi-Fi money. Yeah. Well, Wi yeah, so going to a conference is definitely um, really kicked it off. But, uh, and then, I mean, YouTube, basically. So there's like, I just released this clip on Instagram, like, what is your why? Or something like that. Like, there's two reasons. Like, so... Level one of doing what we do is be your own boss slash entrepreneur. That's kind of hemisphere one. And then hemisphere two of what we do is digital nomad slash location independent slash travel minded entrepreneur. We love to travel and live in different cities and countries. So you put those both together. That's what we're doing. We're yep. working for your own self. That's a huge, I don't care if you stay in your hometown, that's a huge thing, huge life choice. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to report to anyone. And so that comes with a lot of, that comes with a whole life journey. Like I got to make my own business and products and hiring and I got to be the, the CEO and like, whoa, that's a whole life decision. And then the other whole life decision is I want to live in another country. Like that's a whole nother, leave my country and go live somewhere else. Whoa, that's a whole yeah. nother. And so we're doing both of those at the same time. It's yeah. kind of two the halves shift. of our discussion and our in my channel and everything yeah. there's, there's the living abroad travel and then there's the there's the 
build your own business. And so um, where, where the decision came from, um, <laughs> I talked about in, the, in that Instagram clip, I got, uh, I got convinced that I want to be my own boss forever when I was doing door-to-door sales. Hmm. And I knocked on a family and uh, it's this dad was doing a Amway MLM. <laughs> he invited me <laughs> to meetings and then they give you the, <laughs> yeah, he reverse sold you me when I was you trying to sell. <laughs> we don't need any Comcast TVs back here. Why don't you come in and talk about what we did? And so they give you the books of like Robert Kiyosaki, Cashflow Quadrant, like you'll never be rich as an employee. And I was like, oh shit. Actually, that, that clicks with me. Yeah. I definitely want to be a leader and a, and a business owner. I want to be rich for sure. Yeah. And then the other side of it, the travel, was uh, when Parker did his semester abroad in Thailand. And then me and Danny came out to visit. And that was 2012. Yeah. And then got a taste of, of Asia, of the tropics, first time traveling abroad. And then we were like, uh, let's like work out here for a year. You do like a, a job thing. Started looking on YouTube. Found Johnny's... Um, video Chiang Mai co-working space tour digital nomad life Chiang Mai Thailand I'm like what let's be digital nomads yeah went to his uh, conference and Evan was at the same conference that's when we met eight years ago yeah Crazy. I think I, I like a lot of long-term viewers of this channel know uh, like my background story and what you know Riley did and how we met and all that stuff but yeah it's like just a refresher like it was the same thing for me I wasn't doing door-to-door sales but I was in college and I was just like you know learning about various random things in the graphic design industry and space and it was just like I felt that A, it was so expensive and B, it was just like so slow. Like I was, I'm an autodidact. Like I like to teach myself things. I like to read, I like to absorb knowledge and I can just do it way faster for free or less money than I was just paying tuition. And then just kind of, I felt like I was wasting time even though I had a giantly full class load, like the max credits you could take every semester and still just not even challenged. I felt like high school was harder. Like I had trigonometry in high school mm-hmm. and that was like harder than what I was doing in college and stuff. And it was, yeah, and I mean, I'm not good at math by any means, but. Anyway, so then I just like, same thing. I went down the rabbit hole on YouTube and like, you know, blogs and content and all this stuff. And then I found Johnny's stuff and then it led me to the dropship lifestyle thing. And then obviously that was the first foot in the door is all we needed. And then I dropped out of college and moved to, to Thailand uh, with a one-way ticket uh, eight years Boom. ago. And yeah, that was yeah, that. That's so, commitment. Nice. Yeah, but that's how we met. That's how we linked up. Yeah. That's how we built our initial foundation and our network. And a lot of people are spread out uh, around the globe after that, but we're still tight with a lot of those day ones. So that's really cool, um, but like, yeah, that's how it happens. What's, what do you think your like purpose is? I mean, again, it applies to both, but I'm just curious. Like, I mean, I'm, I believe in God. I have since I was young. I started learning why I believe in God in the first place. And then I just realized that there's no point in living a life unless it's purpose-driven, mm-hmm. unless you've, you know, there's real meaning behind yeah. why I'm doing things and what I'm doing. Go ahead, Blair. Yeah, like um, one of the things I, hate is like waste waste yeah i remember you telling me this and uh yeah like uh like yeah i wish people would recycle more that's one (laughs) that's That's like one micro uh, microcosm of it but no i'm just i'm just joking but but it's um don't waste your life potential and so like after experiencing oh my god life can be like sunny all the time and like so happy and like not you know um breaking out of the rat race you know breaking out of the matrix dude and so like uh my purpose you know right now is is this this podcast helping thousands of other versions of myself break out of the rat race and experience the planet this is the first generation in history that we can really fully experience the planet yeah like we can live anywhere like there's no freaking excuse we have the laptops we have the phones 
we have the planes and our parents did not yeah, we, almost, we almost have starlink as well and so starlink is here dude it's, it's my dad uses it in our cabin now what you've been got serious it, it yeah, works dog, it's been live for like Holy two years shit. we have it at my cabin i had um, no idea yeah they're like dude it's so awesome <laughs> and so yeah you can work from like middle of a boat now and so <laughs> like much. this planet is so it's 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 it's, it's amazing it's the most amazing thing for trillions of miles. Not even compare. Like, Mars is going to be cool. There's humans that are going to be there in a matter of years. But, like, Mars sucks. It's a big desert. Like, here, you, it's like fucking Avatar world. Like, the Avatar movie is, is Earth. It is an insane, beautiful gem of creation of existence. And you need to experience it before you die. Because I almost feel it's our obligation now yeah. as the first generation and we we talked about on the marcus podcast like and he brought this up like our parents and our grandparents like fought in wars and stuff for this amount of freedom that we have in this world let's take advantage of it yeah. let's use it we got these magic tools so that's that's some purpose for you yeah um good answer i would say for me man like my purpose ultimately is to essentially become the most well-rounded and highest potential you know gleaning and experiencing version of myself that I possibly can. So like in every area, right? So right now, you know, I'm always surrounded by like high level people who are like genuine and positive with positive intent and who are always working on their best selves and working on, you know, developing themselves in all categories as well. And I'm always trying to do the same and like always set a new high standards for my high standard for myself that I will never, never eventually reach my ultimate highest potential, or whatever. It just always keeps getting extended when I hit new milestones. Yeah. But it's not really about that. Like life is not a, you know, race to the end. I mean, cause the end we're all just ash. Right. So it's like, it's a journey. We have to enjoy it. And I remember to tell myself this quite often, but you know, my lifestyle now looks like waking up, reading books that interest me and teach me new things. You know, going to the gym to lift weights and get strong and remain flexible and mobile, like boxing with a coach that like, you know, helps me completely level up my abilities in martial arts and striking and jujitsu and MMA. And then having, you know, the chef like cook the healthiest fresh food every single day that's optimizing my entire five day a week, you know, workout routine. And then like, you know, putting a mass amount of hours into my business so that I can like level up my skills, become a better entrepreneur, become stronger, stronger positioned in the market. And, um, and then also, of course, with my mindset and my relationships and with my travel and freedom and experiences and options and opportunities that keep increasing and magnifying to even just bring me more pleasure and more experience and more challenge as I reach new levels as well. So really like that, in a word, it's yeah, becoming the most optimal high level and highest potential reaching version of myself that I possibly can in every area. And that's a never-ending journey. So, are you happy? Yeah, like through and through. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, bro. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I understand why people ask that, but like, yeah, man, like, so fucking happy. Like, compared to old job life, like we're at a fucking eleven, a twelve yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Oh, this is, good. This is the way to good. be. It's the way to be, bros. I would say the only thing that detracts from my happiness is my standard for myself, which I will never meet. And sometimes I got to recognize how to weigh those options in terms of like where I am, where I want to be, what I've already achieved versus what I'm going towards, you know, what I've become, like what I wanted to, you know, looking back, what I wanted to become, which is what I am now, 
which is kind of how that whole process works, but like never really being satisfied or like content with that and just settling, obviously. Yeah. So like sometimes I can let that detract from my overall base level of happiness by just continuing to reach and strive and, and, and look for the next horizon opportunity and best version of myself. But if I do that too much, I get burnt out. And if I don't do it enough, I get comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to push the line where I'm still a little bit uncomfortable at all times, comfortable with being uncomfortable, growing, pain, stretching, pushing, mm -hmm. but not also taking for granted the awesome life that I built and being thankful mm -hmm. for that because in the people in my life and like my experiences that I've had and continue to have. And I mean, it's, it's incredible. Every year my life gets significantly better. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can say that for sure. Yeah, I can say that for sure. Last year so I was it, in the yeah. UK. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hating myself. Yeah. This is amazing. So yeah, it's like appreciating what you have. Like someone was saying this, like Nav, he was like, he took a couple of chocolate mushrooms or mushroom chocolates and he was like, he's gonna appreciate. man, like it makes me realize like how much I have. I never realized it. Like I have two Lambos. Like, whoa. Oh, okay. Like, well, instead yeah. of worrying about like, Instead of worrying about like, not everyone can most people are like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? But yeah. like these mushroom chocolates made me realize like, whoa, look at everything I have. And so, so we should casually. also you know, have that mindset of gratefulness as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we're all like, um, you know, us hustlers trying to be, be better and better. But yeah. yeah, at the same time, appreciate what you have. I got one for you. Motherfuckers. All right, you got one? Bam. Yeah, sorry uh, to cut you off. but Is this the last one? We could do it up at the viewpoint. I have uh, one last, or two last for Bam and one last for you. All right, cool. So, one Bam, one more here. Uh, follow up on the last question I asked you. What's your big vision for 23 and beyond, knowing what you now, now know from the previous question of you know, being abroad and working? The big one for me is for sure the sustainability um, because like, I understand like, where I am and what, is possible so it's like filling that gap like mm. knowing well okay well what can I do to first of all add value as much value as I can and like add value to myself and make sure that I'm continuously progressing like it's going from like one hell of a leap to this year like I fully understand the fact that it's such a big difference that okay well I don't want to slow down momentum I don't want to slow it down I feel like that's really yeah, easy never. to do so <laughs> how do you how do I keep that going and how do I amplify that and how do I become better through the process? Like, like I said, as much as it means to me, like for me, it has to be, it has to be something I care about. Like for me, like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm a bit of a fairy, but like I, I have to be like super involved in something and actually give a shit. Otherwise, like, you know, it's hard for me to commit my time. And you know what, the people as well, for sure, because I'll be, I feel like I feel so, blessed to be in, in an environment where I was just introduced to like, I mean, again, going back through the same thing I always say, but I, I just feel like super fortunate because at any point, I, before I even came out here, and I think you said the same thing, you have no idea what the person's gonna be like. I have no idea what you guys are gonna be like. Like, and you know, what if they're fucking arseholes? And they are, but yeah, they're great arseholes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I told you that's, cool what I mean. that's what you get from it. And then, I mean, the YouTube definitely helped. Like it gave me an idea of what I was getting into. But yeah. Yeah, like um, he wasn't ready. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's pretty much that. But like, I guess for me, it's just it's a case of continuing momentum. I've got 100% got goals. I've written down goals. I always write down goals and have things that I physically can check off. Yeah. And um, I've got those and I read them and I make sure that's the direction I'm going to. And every like year or usually on my birthday, I do like a recollection of the year. Like am I closer to my goals than I was last year? And, and yeah, 
for sure. And I think that just keeps me grounded and reassured that, yeah, it's going to be okay. Nice. I'm on the right track. It's going to be all right. All right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. <laughs> if you can go back in time and talk to your former younger self, what is one thing you would tell yourself? Um, 2011, invest in Bitcoin. Um, put all your money in there. Um, no. Um, one thing to go back. I mean, I don't have any like regrets or anything. Hindsight 2020 stuff is, is hindsight 2020 stuff. You know, if it's a if it's another version of myself right now, Amazon FBA is too competitive nowadays. You need more money to start that. Hmm. I would I would get into uh, building your personal brand services, remote closing, be an apprentice or an intern for someone who you aspire to be and do what they do, so. Yeah, I would say it's more for me about like the pressure that you apply to what you're trying to do and the skills that you need to learn. So like, again, like you said, hindsight 2020 is perfect, you know, perfect vision. Hindsight is 2020. But there were certain times in the past where I like let my foot off the gas a little bit too much because I was enjoying my work-life balance, making like, you know, five grand a month or something. And this enjoying Bali and then doing yoga stuff and then like meeting people and socializing and doing all that stuff, which is great. And I, you know, formed me into who I am now. But I think <clears throat> being well-rounded is important, but only up to a point. I think you need to, to be well-rounded. You need to stack several linear skills to, if you look at linear, if you look at like being well-rounded as like a pillar or like a slab of, you know, marble, let's say, I think pillars hold up that said slab and each pillar is like a skill set or an experience that you had or several experiences over time that you glean insights from. So if I were 22 again or something, I would just continue to re remain in that kind of crazy tunnel until I made it absolutely completely out, like six figure months plus consistently or whatever, mil plus a year, right? Just until like you got everything with the finances settled because financially setting yourself up for the future is arguably one of the most important things you can do in your entire life. And it's the earlier that you can do, the more, the better. And the more that that compounds later on throughout your late 20s, 30s, 40s. And if you're really on it from an early start, you know, like Ben, for instance, you know, shout out mm -hmm. the homie Strusnik, but mm -hmm. a great, great young killer kid who just started at like 12. And now he's absolutely just set. And he's just he's got all his businesses like completely dialed in huge teams, tons of investments, was able to retire his mom. He's just, you know, he's a killer. He's a young killer. And he's one of my best friends, you know, and so it's like. Great example of guys like that, or two when we met in Dropship Lifestyle days. He was just so young, so crushing it, insane levels um, at such a young age. And you don't have to make it all by 25 or whatever. But I would say if I could personally go back to my 23, 24, 5, 6 years, I would probably just continue to push it even harder because you're absolutely as vital as you're ever going to be in your 20s, let's say, 30s. Um, you can push a lot. You can push very hard without getting burned out as long as you have a marathon mindset and you're actually setting up your other um activities to support that mission going forward and so you can take a lot more punishment than you think and um i think it wouldn't be apt or like you know appropriate to take foot off the gas even a little bit or i mean sometimes to enjoy some stuff but get back to it i just wish i probably would have pushed even harder because i was going ridiculously hard from like 20 to 24 which is great but then around mid-20s personally for me i didn't i didn't stop or quit or slow down or get lazy not by any means but I was balancing everything very holistically, which is good on one side, but it's also like, well, if I would have pushed a little bit harder financially, I would have been, you know, further along now, which is something that I'm learning and bringing into 23 as well. And 22, I was really hustling. And so it's like, 
-hmm. It's just one of those things where it's like sacrifice, commitment, blah, blah, blah. But really when you look around and see what you're sacrificing, which is it what socializing, partying, maybe traveling some, it's all good stuff, but it's like, you're not sacrificing. You're really just doing what you should be doing and you're getting ahead in life. So that's what I would say to my younger self. True that. So maybe get into, get into more of a head down work mode. Ah, you can still go out like on the weekend once a week, but maybe set up some more high productivity setups. Mm -hmm. Like I remember those few years when you were living in in Ubud Mm -hmm. and you were like, yeah, I I work, you know, two days a week these days and like that type of stuff. Like, so avoid Ubud in the hippies, guys. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know, um, but on the other other hand, I remember that as well. Like that was, I did take a quarter off completely, Mm. but it was specifically to work on relationships in my life that needed healing desperately. And if they didn't get that way, it would not be the same with those people now. And I'm very thankful and grateful for that. And I had leadership and mentorship to that position as well. So I'm not saying that was a waste of time by any means. I don't have any regrets either. Yeah. But the hindsight is 2020 where it's like, well, you still could really push it hard and wake up early and read crazy and consume content and work your ass off and then just just stay on it without really letting up the gas and not even feel it in your 20s hardly as long as you're sleeping well, get massages, you know, get sun, get good food, sleep and whatever. So that's what I would say. I mean, and now I'm just taking that lesson into the next year as well. And I was just crushing 22 with a lot of grind, but it's... 23, same thing. I'm going to plant where I'm at in Tbilisi for now and then just not go anywhere and really just invest the entire year into like systemizing that routine again and getting back into that momentum flow, which is really, really solid for me because I have all the things dialed in, good setup, and that's really important for my productivity, health, and happiness. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm implementing those lessons, but yeah, that's what I would say if I was younger. I mean, dude, you already got started like yeah. at 20. 20. You already dropped out of college. That's already a huge yeah. freaking thing. I mean, no regrets, but I mean... I know many, many, many of us are not using their college degree. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ben, did you say Ben got started at 12? Well, in the YouTube channels. What? Stuff, yeah. And he's how old now? 23. What? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to do a podcast, um, yeah. by the way. We're, we're lining one up. Um, anyway, look at this fucking view. New York City. Biatch. Just kidding. It's New York City of Thailand. <clears throat> Biatch. Bam, any more questions? I do got one more for you, please. All right, cool. Okay, so my last one, and then one more for you, Bam, to cap it off. It's an easy one. But, um, yeah, Riley, so what have, what have been the highest leverage activities in your business when it comes to marketing, hiring, management, fulfillment, stuff like that? Highest leverage activities. Highest leverage activities. Yeah, I would say um, having some great video content, basically a VSL if you're an agency or if you're a professional offering any services, have that VSL that introduces you, shows some case studies, shows your strategies, and if you don't know, it's a video sales letter, basically a mini webinar that overviews your entire service, what you do. So after watching that video, potential clients and customers are like, all right, I get this guy, I get his background, I get the case studies, I've seen everything. They, they got very minimal questions after that. It does all the selling for you before they potentially get on the um, the discovery call, sales call, or even just click to sign up. So follow those best practices and strategies in terms of use video. I don't care if it's a physical product or anything. Like you can do an, do an infomercial. It's like the, you know, that's a tried and true from back in the day, yeah. shopping on TV. They do like, yeah, 30 minute, one hour infomercials about whatever, 
you know, sewing machine or whatever it is. Yeah. So use video to do all the selling for you on to do the heavy lifting. And so like I have many, many clients that are like, yeah, I watch all your videos. Like, yeah, when can we start? Yeah. And it, you know, you don't, you don't even need the sales call. So yeah. cool. Good yep. stuff. We're going to finish this off on a fun tip. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bruv. Bruv. Right. How hard is it to backflip, mate? How hard is the backflip? It's actually really easy. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's done it. This guy, I've seen him do it into oh, into a pool like out of nowhere. Pool, yeah, I did I not expect it, bro. Like, look, if you could do it into a pool, you can do it standing up. I'm telling you now. Like, if you can yeah, just like, I turned around one day. He, he came back from a night out and <laughs> he just goes, whoop. I was like, what the fuck? What, what's going on? What's going on? And yeah, no, it's actually really easy. It's a lot easier than you think. It's definitely not what you uh, expect. So. If you want to learn, I used to be a coach. Come, come yeah, through, come yeah, through. YouTube, YouTube tutorials. Tutorial. That's my courses. That's what I'm going to sell to people. Hey guys, look, I can teach you flips. I can teach you flips. I did that for too long. I used to coach a long time. Yay! Yay, shoot! All right, uh, Evan, see you in uh, Phuket. In another tropical paradise. Yep, 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 yep. Let's get it. Yo, if you watched it for the five to ten people that watched till the end, share this. Respect. Um... Follow Evan and Bam. See you guys on the gram. Gang, gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Uh, all right, so new um, new channel for the podcast. I just made a new channel just for the podcast. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, if you watch this to the end, uh, go subscribe. Click right here on Evan's fucking face right here. Watch the full episode where we uh, go deeper. And subscribe to the podcast channel for y'all uh, 300 or so loyal <laughs> viewers. Of the if podcast. You're in Bangkok, go check out Daddy's. Yes. W District Sukhavit One. Yep. Cannabis, cannabis, sure. new weed shop uh, that our boys just opened. And so, um, and then also we're here at the Phuket spot uh, and I'll be here for January. So if you know anyone cool that uh, I should have on at the, at the Phuket spot couch, um, then let me know and let me know what kind of topics you want to see on the podcast of, in 2023. Get Let's get it. Let's All get right. It. Peace.